Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today, we're fortunate to have as our guest for Song of the Soul, singer-songwriter Dennis Warner. Dennis lives in Clearwater, Minnesota, and may be known to some of you as the author of a song and children's book, both by the name of Beads on a String. Dennis Warner is down in Chicago for a weekend performance right now, so we'll learn more about his music and his spiritual quest as we join Dennis via phone down in Chicago. Dennis, thanks for joining me for Song of the Soul today. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Tell me about where here is for you, because you're not at home over in Minnesota where I expected you to be originally. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm on the road right now down in Chicago performing at a conference at Dominican University for a New Thought conference. What are these new thoughts? I think our listeners need some <laughs> some help on this. I'm I'm probably the wrong person to ask about that. I mean, they just invited me in to sing. I think it's a way of looking at music and a way of looking at the world that's maybe just shifting a little bit instead of being this traditional God and religion. And it's just a little different way of looking at things, including nature and, and encompassing all beliefs, you know, not just focusing on one belief system. Are you a tender of a unity church or a religious thought church? No. I am a non-member of anything remotely organized, it seems. Then why did they invite you down there? Why are you their chief song person? (laughs) That'd be a good question for them, though. Well, my music is very spiritually based. I don't think you have to be a member of any organized thought 
group to be spiritual. You know, I'm, I'm definitely spiritual, but not religious, I guess, is the way I view myself. And my music, it reflects in the music. My music is a lot about nature. It's a lot about connectedness and searching as well, and ways of expressing yourself with God and spirit. So you're down there for the weekend, and we've got just a few minutes here to grab you, do your song of the soul. You're a musician. What's your background musically? Boy, I think I've been a musician my whole life, and I was probably singing and playing the guitar about the same time I could talk, I guess. Maybe not playing chords on the guitar, but hitting it with my hand or other instruments or something. But my dad was a musician, a semi-pro musician, so there was always music around the house when he was playing and singing. And I was the youngest in the family. Uh, two of my older brothers played guitar, and one of them also played piano, and so there was just always music around the house, and then I got involved in orchestra and choirs in, in high school and college, and I guess I always knew I was going to be out and be performing somewhere. In college, I ended up with a minor in vocal music and played cello also in college, and when I graduated, I went out on the road. Did you want to be a rock star? No, not so much a rock star. I was more into the uh, singer-songwriter mentality. I guess my older brothers really had an influence on me that way. You know, growing up with Gordon Lightfoot and James Taylor and John Denver was a huge influence. Uh, Harry Chapin I found on my own. and Jim Croce, uh, Dan Fogelberg, you know, Janice Ian, the list goes on and on. Carol King, these great singer-songwriters and performers who really wrote and sang music from the heart that was uh, very important you mentioned you're not part of any organized religion right did you have some influence like that coming up oh sure you know growing up in minnesota you know you got the lutheran and and uh, yeah baptized lutheran and that was fine you know it just didn't do anything for me i guess it seems strange to me to divide God up into teams, you know, like Lutheran, or, or God is a Catholic, or God is Jewish, or God is Buddhist, or God is, you know, Muslim, or Christian, or whatever. It's kind of like saying that God is rooting for the Green Bay Packers and not the Chicago Bears. And, and while some people in Eau Claire might think that's true, I, I, overall, I'm not sure it is. I think uh, God is more all-inclusive than that. Well, let's jump into your music right away okay. and see where we go. I think the first song you wanted to start with is called The Awakening. Why did you pick this one, and why did you pick it for your kickoff song? <laughs> well, The Awakening, I mean, it's its pretty much where I'm at, and where I, and it helps with new thought, you know, too. It's like there's this awakening going on in the world, the spiritual awakening. People are starting to notice things a little more again, and, and looking for spirit, and looking for answers, it's, I wrote it. It was very strange. I had back surgery uh, five, six years ago now, and so I was, after surgery, I, you know, I was lying flat on my back for a couple of weeks without being able to do much. And so I wrote the song with the guitar, laying on the hospital bed in the middle of the living room with my guitar in hand, looking up at the ceiling. And it was just a just a great experience, you know, to be able to connect again and write something like that after going through a major trauma in your life. Some of the lyrics in there, I think, must reflect that. You say, for instance, from the storm, hope is born. Right. Is that part of what was going on for you? Exactly, right. From the worst of conditions and the worst things that happen, positive things can come from it. You know, there's a saying that when one door closes, another door opens. When the door closes, you feel like you've really lost something and you have, but then you realize that there's different opportunities that present itself. 
Well, let's dive into that first song. It's called The Awakening, and it's by my guest for today's Song of the Soul. His name is Dennis Warner, and this is The Awakening. In the rush of the morning, falling behind, moving ahead, little steps at a time, surrounded by danger. Ignoring the signs How to make sense of it all that you hear there. You're the guitar. Are you the bongo drums in that one also? 
No, uh, I have a great band of musicians that has been with me for so many years now. These guys are great. That's Derek Rader playing the percussion. He's playing the kungas on that song. And Dan Neal's on guitar, and Glenn Everhart, I think, is singing back up on that. Just uh, some great musicians. So do you go as a a band uh, on the road or something like that, or do you have a name for your group? Well, we're kind of noted as, unofficially, I guess, as Dennis and the D's, because uh, it seems that only people with the first name that starts with a D seem to play in my band. It's not anything conscious at all. It's just, I think the first time we got together and we were doing a show together, and I went and made up some posters and realized that everybody's name began with a D. So we had Derek and Dan, and there's another Dennis, Dennis Kennedy DK, we call him, who plays harmonica, and... And for a while there, we had a, uh, a keyboard player, a singer with the name of Darlene that played with us. And so they all started with D's. So They do a lot of shows with me, more and more, I guess. But mostly uh, the shows like through the Midwest, Minnesota and Iowa, and maybe Wisconsin a little bit or something. It costs so much to take a band out on the road that I still probably do 80% of my shows as a solo act. Let's skip right over into song number two you picked out. It's Mother Earth. Uh, why is it Mother Earth, by the way, instead of Father Earth? <laughs> You'll have to ask the writer of that song. I didn't write that one. That's uh, Eric Kaz wrote that one. But it's one that you must have picked up because you had some special connection to it. I just love it. I learned it from Tom Rush, a folk singer, another influence of mine growing up. And this kind of put a different twist on it, different kind of energy into it. I just like the feel that comes from it. You know, it's one of those feel-good songs that when you play it, it just feels good to sing. Because it carries that note of gratitude. I mean, turning ourselves to our gratitude is such an important part of how we can live better. Yes, I agree with you. You know, just paying attention to the earth a little bit, being a little more green, like we're all doing now. I mean, again, maybe that's all part of the awakening. We're all starting to pay attention more to the environment and things that are going on with Mother Earth. Or Father Earth. The lively guitar in that song, and we're going to hear it in just a moment, but that lively guitar, that's all you. Is there a style of guitar playing that you prefer, that you normally lean toward? Just to hit the right chords, man. (laughs) I really don't have a a style or a name for my style. I'm self-taught. When I was 14 years old, I I picked up a book from one of my uh, brothers that played guitar and just taught myself how to play. But you had instruction on the cello, uh, other instruments too? Right, yes. Uh huh. I played the cello. I actually did a scholarship for a college on the, on the cello. But the reason I ended up playing the cello was because in elementary school they had too many drummers. I wanted to play drums, and they wouldn't let me play drums. There were too many kids doing that. So then teacher came around the room and had the cello and thought, well, that's a cool instrument. That's beautiful. I like that. So that's what I ended up doing, I guess. And and now when I play guitar, I play it like a drum sometimes. You can you can hear it on there. Well, let's listen for the drum beat of the guitar in this next song. It's called Mother Earth by Dennis Warner. Mother Earth lives on the ocean. Mother Earth sails on the sea. I am blessed with her devotion. Mother Earth provides for me I am going on a journey 
provides for me And I will follow faithfully Mother Earth lives on the ocean Mother Earth sails on the sea song you're likely to do at this conference that you're at down there at Dominican College. Is this uh, the kind of thing you might share? Actually, we did it this morning at 9 o'clock. Welcome to the conference this morning. Yep. Uh, got everybody singing on it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a great way to wake up, too, because it takes a lot of energy to sing it. The next song you picked out, Dennis, is called Forgiveness. And I was raised Catholic. I'm Quaker now, but I was raised Catholic. Uh-huh. And so I have a lot of different take now necessarily than when I grew up. But forgiveness had a certain religious, spiritual importance to me. In Catholicism, it gets built into confession and doing penance and then feeling grace, that kind of mm-hmm. cycle. Where do you find forgiveness? How do you learn it? How do you practice it? 
how does it fit in for you? I did a blog on forgiveness on my MySpace page a while back, and you know, and I called it the most important word. Is it's just something that's just so crucial, you know, in all relationships to be able to forgive and things. And I've been thinking about it since then, and I think maybe forgiveness is the second most important word now, and and especially at a conference like this, I think the most important word is probably love. You know, and giving of yourself and and learning how to love. And then what goes hand in hand with that is when you love, you're invariably going to screw up. (laughs) And that's where forgiveness comes in. Not only being able to forgive other people when when they wrong you or do things that are hurtful to you, but there's also times you need to forgive yourself. You need to be able to get to that space in your heart of, being able to tell somebody, I forgive you, or I forgive myself, and being able to move on. I don't know how people can move on if they can't find forgiveness. To me, it would be just stuck in the same place all the time. You're just always bringing up the same issues. You're you're in that same well, you know, and you can't dig yourself out of it, but forgiveness is kind of the ladder that helps you climb out so you can move on. So who's going to make the first move? Wounded by life, we sharpen each other like knives. What do we have left to prove? And how will we heal? Tell me, how will we heal? Forgiveness. Moving on with our lives, getting past this. We'll see the obvious we missed And find forgiveness How do we find what we've lost? Never been here before Never had love turned away Cost if we don't survive. Tell me, how will we survive? Forgiveness, moving on with our lives, getting past this. When that moment arrives, we'll see the obvious we missed. Doesn't mean we forget that we live with no regrets, only that we'll do our best. We're human after all. Forgiveness, moving on with our lives, getting past this. Find forgiveness It's about forgiveness 
that song was Forgiveness. It's by my guest today, Dennis Warner. Forgiveness is, as he said, primary importance in being able to move on. Dennis, in that song, half the time I had the impression that you were singing about forgiveness really in personal relationship, like, you know, who's going to make the first move? We're both wounded. You're talking about the need for moving on in that relationship, but when you say, how will we survive, I sense that you also see it as an issue worldwide. It's not only just between two people, but forgiveness has to happen on other levels too? You're right on. That's, that's, that's true. When I wrote the song, I wasn't thinking about that. It was more about a personal relationship, but you're right. It, you apply it to a broader sense, you know, just in the wars that we're in. You know, How will we survive when all these terrible things are going on and people are getting killed? You're right. Yeah, there's so much as we go through a war and the trauma that causes, the relationships that it affects with respect to Iraq or Afghanistan or the people within this country who've taken different sides. There's such a great need for forgiveness, and at least uh, we have this song to remind us of it, so thank you for that. Oh, thank you for listening and appreciating it. Uh, That's great. So you live up in Minnesota. Yeah, you said you, that right. You know there. You want to come over for Ludafis supper? <laughs> you live up in Minnesota. And if you go in the northern and far up into Minnesota, you'll get a good shot at the northern lights. Uh, can you see them from Clearwater? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing thing, man. I'm, I'm a star watcher. I've always seemed to have been fascinated by the night sky and... You know, I know a bunch of the constellations, but I'm not a, you know, uh, an encyclopedia of them. You know, I know enough to get by. And, and just outside walking at night and just on those clear nights, it's just so gorgeous. Thinking about those stars and that light that you're seeing that might be thousands or millions of years old, that light that's finally reaching your eyes, it's a really wild concept, the vastness of our universe. The northern lights are just another thing that's amazing to sit out there and watch and see how things change just from a little speck of dust entering the Earth's atmosphere and how with the colors that it makes. It's way better than the 4th of July. I'm not a big fan of fireworks and all that kind of stuff, but the northern lights, I mean, it's just such a natural, cool thing. What with your love for Mother Earth, or Father Earth, as the case may be, <laughs> let me make a wild guess. Maybe you're a person who would rather watch the sky than tune on and watch Sex in the City on the TV? <laughs> you got that right. Yeah, I, it's much more uh, entertaining to go outside. And you know, Last weekend I was at a cabin in northern Minnesota and, and just listening to the loons, you know, just singing. They were just going crazy out there. What a show. What was really funny is last year, those same loons, there was a new new batch that were born, and there was like a loon or one or two of them that just could not sing on key. And it was hilarious listening to them trying to sing, and they were just so far off key. And now this year I was up there, and it's like they learned how to do it, and they were doing harmonies. <laughs> it was a great show. I wish I would have had my recorder up there to capture it. But it's way more interesting than anything on TV. Well, the song we've got picked out here is Northern Lights, and it's by Dennis Warner. And get ready to soar up into the heavens on a peaceful night with the Northern Lights. I got up to watch a movie in the middle of the night. Not a Hollywood adventure or some old time black and white. 
But a genuine love story Of this journey where we've been Through the eyes of one who's with us till the end Watching the northern lights Out on this peaceful night I feel alive Well, I feel so alive Watching the show for free You've been here with me Feels so right Watching the northern lights this hillside where I'm standing a thousand years ago. Someone singing the praises of this silent picture show. Did they give appreciation when the aurora took its bow? Just like I'm doing here right now. Watching the northern lights out on this peaceful night. I feel alive. Well, I feel so alive Watching the show for free You've been here with me Feel so right Watching the northern lights Same spot where I stand Someone be here smiling Looking up from the land The one thing we can count on Long after we're gone The show's gonna go on And on Watching the northern lights Out on this peaceful night Feel alive I feel so alive Watching this show for free You've been here with me Feel so right Watching the northern lights Watching the northern lights Oh, I love the northern lights And obviously, it's part of a live album, Dennis. How many recordings do you have out, and are they mainly live or studio, or what do you usually do? Well, most of them are studio. I've got eight CDs that are or albums that have been released over the years. I guess the first ones weren't really on CD. They're uh, mostly studio. The last two I've put out have been live projects. People really have told me over the years how much they love the live concerts that I do and the energy. And there is, there's a certain energy that gets inside me in front of an audience that just, no matter how hard you try, it just doesn't happen in a studio. You know, I can sing on pitch and do all the right stuff in a studio, but it's just not the same as having that audience right in your face. And just, so it's a whole different thing doing a live album. So I enjoy doing two of those. 
If you've just tuned in, you may like to know that you're listening to a Northern Spirit radio program called Song of the Soul, and I'm your host, Mark Helpsmeet. You can always access our shows, past and present, via our website, northernspiritradio.org. Today, my guest is singer-songwriter Dennis Warner, and he's joining us from down in Chicago in between performances at a New Thought conference being held at Dominican University. Back to the phones now with Dennis Warner. About how much of this touring, performing type thing do you do? varies from month to month how often I'm out. My goal is always to do 100 shows a year, be in 100 different cities. And for the last few years, it's been more than that. I think this year will be about 125, 130 shows again. I noted on your website, which we should mention to the folks here, it's warnersongs.com as opposed to denniswarner.com. Did someone else get that first? Yeah, don't go to that one. That's somebody different to... uh... Has a little different thinking of the world. The last time I checked, I don't know who has that now, but that's not me. It's Warner Songs, W-A-R-N-E-R, like Warner Brothers, warnersongs.com. So I noticed on your website, Dennis, that there's some reference to programs you do with kids, Mm -hmm. and it also mentions on there that you're a comedian or have been. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) It says that on there. It does. But maybe that makes some reference to I remember playing the uh, University of Florida and walking onto campus, and they had a big banner, and a welcome Dennis Warner, comedian. And in their newspaper ads, they were billing me as a comedian. It's like, oh, no, this is not going to be, go well tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was a college campus, so... Uh, you know, there was a lot of drinking going on. I don't know if they ever really noticed that I wasn't all that funny. I don't know. but uh, I do do a lot of comedy songs. I think that night I did pull out a lot of comedy things and audience participation and, and made it as fun as I could for them. Something else I've noticed in your songs that you've picked out, sometimes you go kind of countryish on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this next song that you've picked out called A Perfect Morning, in A Perfect Morning, I would say you're one of those hillboys. You know, one of the lines in the song is on that hillside in Tennessee. Did you actually live out there to absorb some of their twang? <laughs> Not officially. I've, I've spent a lot of time in Nashville over the years and, and go down and stay there uh, for a week or more at a time and hang out with writers maybe once or twice or three times a year. And So it's definitely been my second home, I guess. So yeah, that's a song that I wrote actually down in Nashville after playing at a club called Douglas Corner, if anybody's been down to Nashville. From your point of view, what's this song about, and specifically why is it part of your song of the soul? It's about finding God, you know, searching, trying to find some answers and having some things that you kind of pick up on, you know, when you feel growth, when you feel some spiritual growth. And I guess that's what I'd felt a lot during that particular trip, is finding some spiritual growth, and wrote the song about that. It seems to me that it could also be certainly passed off or billed as a love song. Is that appropriate, too? Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, love song to God. Uh, there was uh, somebody that came to a, a concert that didn't quite get the meaning, uh, the deeper meaning of the song, and they had come up to me afterwards and said, "Man, that song was so hot, Dennis. When you got done with it, I wanted to go smoke a cigarette." And <laughs> and I didn't quite know how to respond to that. But uh, yeah, they they kind of missed the underlying thing, and that's okay. You know, music can be whatever you want. You know, whatever, however you relate to it in your life, that's fine. Well, 
hopefully we've all had the experience of a perfect morning. And that's what Dennis is going to share with us right now. A Perfect Morning by Dennis Warner. It was a perfect morning As I remember On that hillside In Tennessee The sun was soothing In its greeting As it handed The world to me I was nervous and hesitated Was I ready to be learning about love And you went slowly giving answers To questions I hadn't even thought of Answering questions I hadn't even thought of It was a perfect morning As I remember On that hillside In Tennessee The sun was soothing In its greeting as it handed the world to me Would it be better if I rejected What was wrestling in my soul Started trembling when you touched me had much self-control When you touched me I lost control It was a perfect morning As I remember On that hillside In Tennessee sun was soothing in its greeting as it handed the world to me. There have been many there before me standing weary when all was done. Some have risen, some have fallen, but some they're living have just begun. Ooh, some are living had just begun, and as the shadows left the valley. Made a promise to stay with me. It was a perfect morning as I remember on 
songs that you pick out, I don't relate to any of the ones you've chosen right here as children's songs. Would you do them in a children's concert also? Beads on One String is a big children's song for me right now. That's really generated interest in children's concerts for me. It's been a great venue source for me as a performer. And we'll get to Beads on One String later then. Yeah. Well, let's go on to your next song. It's One More Angel. Now, that's a country song. That's country, okay. <laughs> that's Tell why, me, that's why I attempted writing a country song. <laughs> Boy, you know, just you know, people come and go in your life, and and people pass away. And my wife Tammy's grandpa had died, and we got the call on a Sunday night that he had passed away, and he was like ninety years old or ninety-one, I think. And and I woke up the next morning, like I often write, and just early in the morning, got up, spent the morning writing this song, and. And it was just a, it was a great healing experience. Evidently, he was one of the good ones. He, in this case, is one more angel watching over you. You said you grew up Lutheran. It didn't really stick for you, didn't fit for you. Uh-huh. Lutherans, I think, deal with the devil as well as angels. So if he had been a bad one, could there have been one more devil, you know, <laughs> gotten for you? I don't know. I don't really think of people in terms of being bad people. My experience and what makes sense for me is, you know, we're all good people, and sometimes good people do bad things. I don't know that I'm so much a believer in the devil as I am in in the goodness in all people and just trying to hopefully we'll all do good things and do more good things and less evil things. I cannot disagree with you in the slightest on that. (laughs) Well, you're Quaker. Quakers are cool. (laughs) Some people think so, and other people think that we're kind of peaceful. Yeah, well, I like that. I like uh, anything that promotes peace. and thats uh, I think I've got a lot of Quaker roots, too, from relatives gone by there years ago. Dennis Warner, and remember his website is warnersongs.com. You can probably find out how to get a hold of the recording with one more angel on it right at that site. Blossoms of the springtime On the river Shimmering in the sun 
distance And in the hope of the good things yet to come Oh, life, life is always changing Never know what's waiting round the bend But I have the faith we'll meet again But until then, one thing I know There's one more angel watching over me One more star in this peaceful midnight sky One more angel watching over me In my heart, love never says goodbye You'll be there on that lonesome windy prairie On the mountaintop, climbing up to the clouds Beads on One String. Tell us about this song. 
Well, it's uh, been an amazing journey with Beads on One String. I uh, initially wrote the song driving back from Illinois back to Minnesota, and I started doing some kids' concerts, and I was trying to write some music for that. And I'd visualized this beaded necklace with every bead being, a, I guess, a different size, shape, and color, but all held together by one string, you know, beaded necklace. And, and it's kind of how I view us all around the world. We're all different sizes, shapes, and colors. And I started writing the song about those differences that we had, you know, cultural diversity is a big hot button these days. And so writing about our differences, and I got about halfway through it, and I just, I couldn't go any further. It was just like, this is boring. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, I mean, we all know how different we are from each other. How do I write an interesting song about this? And I decided just for some reason to just change it, to just, instead of writing about all our differences, I started writing about the things we have in common. And then all of a sudden, it's like the light bulbs went off, and I just came up with all these ideas for this and wrote the song. And by the time I got to Madison, Wisconsin, it was basically done and thought about this dilemma that I all of a sudden had. I had the song about these things we have in common, but I have this visual image of this necklace where every bead is a different size, shape, and color. How do I justify these two opposing ideas? And then it dawned on me that, in fact, I hadn't written the song about the beads on the necklace as much as I had written it about the string that holds the beads together. You know, when we see a necklace, we, we see the beads, but we don't see the string. And I think that's how it is when we look at people around the world and, and look at our neighbors and our friends and things. We see how different we are from each other. And we're always talking about how different we are from each other. That we don't really think about these important things that we share in common. And think about all the conflicts we have around the world. That's what I started doing. I thought, you know, all these wars globally and then thinking locally and, and problems and relationships and with friends and things that I was having too, you know, and that we think about these differences, but if we started thinking about the things that we share, that's how you build back to having that trust and that relationship again. Maybe if we did that more globally too, we wouldn't have all these conflicts. So the song just kind of took on a life of its own and, Within a few months, we talked about ideas and turning it into a book, a kid's book. <laughs> you know, I, I knew nothing about the publishing world and how to do a book and started talking to people and making plans. And there wasn't a publisher anywhere that was going to touch me because I didn't have any history of being an author. Nobody would even look at me. So we financed it ourselves, my wife and I, and like a month or so after the book was released, the education department at St. Cloud State University in St. Cloud, Minnesota, got, saw the book and just loved it. They uh, invited me in. They wrote a curriculum for elementary schools based on the book. And now all of a sudden we're doing school programs for character education and anti-bullying. And I can relate to them through music and, and sing the song. They know the song. And this all happened, Mark, like, was it four years ago the book came out now? And we're in our fourth printing now. We're well into our fourth printing. It's just really something else. Congratulations on that. You've got your hit single that'll <laughs> propel you into national attention, huh? Well, yeah, I'm, you know, we're in our fourth printing, but it's like we haven't even scratched the surface of it. You know, there's so many areas and schools to explore and different avenues and not only here in the united states but worldwide it's just it's a universal book it's for all of us it's a celebration about our connectedness in the world the things we have in common and i just think we need more of that that's my opinion and it's one that i agree with ah thanks and the song is beads on one string dennis warner we're all beads 
strings on one string Every man, every woman, boy and girl Beads on one string We're one world We're all beads on one string Every man, every woman Every man, every woman Boy and girl Beads on one string We're one world Will I touch You touch We feel so much We hurt and we heal We know love is real You dream, well I dream We plan, sometimes scheme On how we love to eat Every man, every woman, every man, every woman, boy and girl, beads on one string, we're one world. Will you laugh, you cry, guess what, so do I, we cough and we sneeze into the same air we all breathe we trust we give we die after we live we win sometimes we're gonna lose hit single, Beats at One String. <laughs> one hit wonder and proud of it. <laughs> we all have to start somewhere. There and it's wonderful that you get recognition for the wonderful message that you bring through your music. Oh, thank you. It's really wonderful that you're able to share that with kids, with adults, and to spread it around the Midwest. I'm proud to call you a fellow Midwesterner. 
Well, thank you. Yeah, that's that's great to hear. And radio shows like yours that are out there helping to do something different and to help spread the word, you know, that there's something more than just what's commercial and that kind of thing out there. I think it's wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us today for Song of the Soul, Dennis, and have a great conference down there in Chicago, and I think we'll be seeing you here in Eau Claire very shortly, right? Yeah, I'm doing the Sunday morning music at the Unity there, the Unity Church in Eau Claire, and then also uh, the following Monday night at the University of Eau Claire. I, I play there uh, pretty much every year at the outside Davies Center there, the University of Eau Claire. Everybody should know that Dennis Warner is going to be in Eau Claire at Unity Christ Center for their service on Sunday morning of June 29th. And then on Monday night, June 30th, he'll be playing by the university here. Yep. So At 7 p.m., free show, bring your lawn chair, your blanket. And you can always check these things out on his website, which is warnersongs.com. And Dennis, again, thanks so much for joining us for Song of the Soul today. Oh, my pleasure, Mark. Take care. You've been listening to a Song of the Soul interview with singer-songwriter Dennis Warner of Clearwater, Minnesota. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy.